Hey everybody. Hey PA. How we doing, Burnsy? Doing pretty good. You know, it's uh getting a little bit warmer out this week and a lot of the snow's melting. It's starting to feel close to spring now, I suppose, right? Yeah. Hey, it's not just you and me in studio uh, for Maverick Magazine, the longest running small college public radio sports talk show mm-hmm. on public radio. In southern Minnesota. In southern Minnesota. <laughs> yep. 87 years. Almost in, almost unbelievable that we've been on the air that long, but yep. uh, the records will show that's how it is. But Jordan O'Grady's here too, along with Connor Watchtel. Good morning, Pierre. Hey, guys. What's <laughs> going on? Good morning. Hey, um, start this off with a Jim Makovsky quote. Oh, a Jim Makovsky quote. Yeah, we had a couple of them. We talked about there, this one yesterday. There's a lot of good yeah. Do you know which one I'm going to use? The one I used yesterday, which is one of my favorites, it said, did you hear about the farmer that took his donkey to the Kentucky Derby? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said, why'd you do that? He said, uh, I thought the company would do him good. <laughs> Sorry, P.A. <laughs> Just I don't know if you're trying to think about what he just said, or if you no, that's 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 his typical response. <laughs> that's his typical response to my humor. Yeah. Um, well, we'll start with wrestling. As a matter of fact, speaking of uh, Jim Makovsky and the Maverick wrestlers, they were at the regional tournament in Moorhead, Minnesota, last weekend. Maverick finished sixth and got two guys through to the nationals. So Trevor Turf who finished second. Last year, 187, um, makes a return trip. Yeah. And um, Darrell Mason, who's uh, wrestling for the first year for us. He, he was a JUCO kid uh, who transferred here a year ago, didn't wrestle last year, redshirted. So um, we expect him to be back next year. But he qualified in the heavyweight division, too, and uh, undefeated on the year. He'll, he'll go there. I, I've said all along, Darrell, I, I think it's probably because of his JUCO background and everything else at the Division two level he hadn't wrestled. Uh, he's been underrated all year. Mm-hmm. And he beat the number one ranked kid uh, in the country in the regional championship. So I think Darrell, I think, you know, Trevor finished second in the country last year. Um, I, I think both those guys have chances to win national championships, not just be All-American. So um, that takes place next weekend in St. Louis, Birdsey, mm-hmm. in case you were wondering. St. Louis, St. Louis, Mo. Yep. St. Louis, Missouri. Yep. Been Exc- there. Excited for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Been through there a couple times. A couple times. <clears throat> One of my favorite stories, Cosada Convention, uh, several years back when uh, Drahoda, Shane Drahoda was my assistant. Uh, Craig Roberts, uh, former student intern, wanted to go. Um, Michelle Train, Sandersfeld, Capo. I think we all, we decided we're going to drive down there. Mm-hmm. And at that point, um, House, Craig Roberts, was working at the University of Minnesota, I think, and he met us somewhere, like in Worthington. We picked him up in Worthington, drove his car to Worthington. We met him up there, I think, or someplace like that, or Albert Lee. Um, and we went right down I-35, right? Yep. And the idea was we were going to get there. The convention started on a Sunday, and the Cardinals were playing Sunday afternoon. So we, and this is an old Bush stadium. Mm-hmm. So it was, I don't know, 15 years ago, Maybe. Probably, something like that. Those guys worked in my office, maybe even longer than that, because they worked in the office at, uh, around 2000, I think. So 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, basically. probably 20 years ago. So we, uh, it was an afternoon game, and what is it, eight hours to St. Louis from here, I think? I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. so in order to make that game, we had to leave like at two in the morning, right? 
Woods. And I've got a picture at a truck stop of us picking up house where we picked up house, I think. <laughs> somebody, maybe somebody dropped him off there. I can't remember. Yeah. So we get down there, and uh, we stop somewhere on the way down to get breakfast, right? And it was just, uh, Bernsey, it sounds like something you'd say, it was just an unbelievably great tasting breakfast. Ob- obviously. Yeah, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I had like I had like hash browns and a chicken fried steak. and Was a- it a Casey eggs. Lloyd suggestion? No. No? But, but it, it was, it was a great point because it would be a place like Casey would stop yep. and still be talking about. It was like the, I, the, what I had, I can't remember the restaurant, but it was a, a truck stop and I believe what I had was called the uh, I-35 pileup. <laughs> I know. Look at that. I'm, I'm, you know in, I'm intrigued by so that. You know I know what, 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 what that is. Some, something like that. Yeah. So we're hustling to get there mm-hmm. and we probably took a little longer than we expected at the truck stop when we were eating. There's a lot of food. We were hungry. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be late for the start of that baseball game. But you know what happened, Bernsey? What happened? Rain delay. Ooh. Rain delay. We're getting close to St. Louis and it's starting to rain a little bit. Yeah. And we're listening to the pregame on the radio and they're in rain delay. They didn't start. You know what they call that in our business? Uh, fortuitous. Fortuitous. Yep. Yeah, fortuitous. We were very lucky. <laughs> very lucky. So we get there. We get there and right before the start of the game, we get in our seats and we're sitting in a row. We're sitting in a row, right? In the outfield, right field. Right field at uh, Bush Stadium, St. Louis. Unbelievable, beautiful day. The rain stopped when we got there when the game started, and we're there. And we made it on time. We went in our seats, so we're extremely, extremely excited. And about third or fourth inning, I come out of a sleep. I'd been sleeping. I don't know how long I was asleep. And I go, oh. You know, one of, the, one of those deals, right? Jordan, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? You come out of a sleep. Yeah. And I never sleep at a baseball game. I ne- yeah. It's the only time or a hockey. I, it's never happened. Yeah. It, except for that one time. I looked to my left. I looked to my right. And everybody else was asleep, too. <laughs> <laughs> they were all asleep. <laughs> That's great. That is great. House had his arms crossed and was sitting there with his, <laughs> you know, his head down on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> we were all asleep. <laughs> uh, were the cards facing that game? Well, let me, let me, I, I think about that because I think it was, I think it was the Cubs. The Cubs. And it was, if it was 20 years ago, it yeah. was Sammy Sosa and Mark yeah. McGuire. Mm-hmm. And McGuire homered that day. Well, yeah. He didn't get hit by a ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he pulled it. Yeah. He, he pulled it down. Uh, he was in left field bleachers when he hit it. But it was typical McGuire line drive that, uh, uh, was a frozen rope and just cleared the fence, if I recall. Yeah. I was awake for that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was awake for that. That's a great, that's one of my favorite stories. That's funny. Yep. So there's another one where, uh, well, we actually had two cars. And Craig was passenger in the car in front of us as we were caravanning our way down there. And um, as we were approaching St. Louis, there was a bit of a traffic jam. So cars were coming to us. So that was part of the deal about us trying to get there in time because of the traffic jam. We were wondering if we're going to get there on time, but it, like I said, it rained. But at one point, we had, we had walkie-talkie so we can keep in touch with each other. <laughs> at one point, uh, House says, he goes, you hear a crackle on the walkie-talkie, and he goes, hey, whatever you do, and we're, like we're at a snail's pace, so we're not going very fast on this interstate. He goes, whatever you don't look to your right. Of course, what do we do? What <laughs> do we do? To your right. Look to your right, and there's a dead dog on the side of the road. Oh. Yep. Yep. Thanks a lot, House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be a happier ending. To no, I know. Sorry. Sorry about the downer. Sorry about the downer. <laughs> downer. <laughs> dead dog on the side of the road. Didn't know where that was going. Yeah. You got me. It sounds like a country song. Yeah. I saw a dead dog on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll play. So, 
And anyways, good luck to our wrestlers down in St. Louis next weekend. That, that's how we got to this whole St. Louis. <laughs> I lost that's right. That part, I, I lost. He brought it back home. He brought it back. Wait, wait, bring it back full circle. Yeah, full circle. Full circle. Yep. Uh, Kyle Rathman and Trent McManus, two guys who also wrestled at regionals but weren't able to make it through, um, were there last year too. So mm-hmm. we had four last year. We've got two, including Trevor Turf, as I mentioned, wrestled for a national championship last year, and he'll be right there again this year. And uh, best of luck to uh, Jim Makovsky and his crew. Um, so I was ta- since I was talking about the Cardinals and the Cubs and baseball, let's talk about baseball because the Mavericks kicked off their season last night with a nice win down in Florida. Gunner. Yep. Um, big, 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 big win for the Mavericks. Um, I was personally a little bit afraid of what we were going to be looking at this year, but I mean, as always, and I'm sure you're well aware of it, uh, the Mavericks continue to pump in talent and stuff, and uh, they proved it by not missing a stride last night offensively, putting up 17 runs to open the... <laughs> 2022 season down in Davenport, Port, Florida at the Russ Matt um, Central Florida Baseball Invitational. It was a 17-4 win over um, Gannon. Um, and the reason I say uh, continue to pump in talent is a bunch of younger guys that didn't get any playing time last year, or if they were, they were doing a lot of pinch running and defensive stuff. Um, really had big days with uh, three hit games from Mikey Gottschalk and Jackson Hauge. Um Jackson Howie had a three-run home run. Mikey Gottschalk stole three bases, went three for three. Um, Howie, so that was three RBIs for Howie. Um, Altermat back on the bump. Um, he was a, I don't remember which All-American last year, but he was an All-American last year. He was a utility guy. Yep. He's because he plays short for us too. He play, yep. yep, and I just looked at our starters for today, so he'll, he'll be back in the field today. Yep. So he's back to his normal ways of on the mound one time and next day he's got swinging the bat again and uh playing i think s- short short stop yeah, probably short today. Stop, yeah. short somewhere in the middle infield there so um mavericks take on finley and a seven inning double header today starting here in uh 48 minutes uh they nice. play at 11 a.m here in central time people want to watch you can online yeah we have a link right on our website yep. for the yep. all the links the are street. there and any live stats links you can find yeah so. and and they follow along with you handling social media stuff on twitter yep. as we watch that game i'll say this about that <laughs> um yeah there's some names that uh, people probably aren't that familiar with uh uh that contributed yesterday yeah but um you know you didn't say anything about colin dank he did, did, did he pitch yesterday? He did not. He did not. So and call he's not today, but I, okay. you will for sure yeah. see him here soon. Uh, here's my prediction, Connor, for okay. what happens over the course of the season. I'm ready. We're going to be right there. Yeah. I, I, th- I think this is a national championship caliber team. We were uh, third at last year's at the regional tournament. Yes. And we lost some guys, but, you know, Endelkoffer's back, Lavorsi's back, Altermat, Dank. Um, I just don't see us having to drop. We, lo- we lost some really good guys like we always do, but there are some kids chomping at the bit with a chance to play. I just, we're going to be right there. I'd, one of the one of the challenges we face, of course, is the, uh, the regional that we're in is a, a real difficult one. If you can get out of our regional, like a lot of things in the NSIC, if you can get uh, out of our regional tournament, uh, you have a chance to win a national championship. I just think we're going to be right there. I, I, think, I think we were, you know, one of the question marks you, you have as a person who follows along is, well, Typical, typical of things how things how things go for northern teams is we haven't played. You know, we tried to play those four games down in Missouri that got canceled. We haven't played. You know, and yeah. this is old school for us. Um, <clears throat> 
going back several years, oftentimes the first action we would have would be during spring break down in Texas or Florida, and that's what happened this year with the, the weather. I, I don't know. I just, I just, um, I, I think uh, there's a couple good teams in our uh, league. I think Augustano will be decent, better than decent probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if St. Cloud is good as they have been. I just think that's going to be us and probably Augustana. Uh, for the NSIC championship, and then we'll see what happens at the regional tournament. You know, Central yeah. Missouri or um, all those so schools in the M- MIAA, the top schools in there, they're they're as good as any in the country too. So they have they have it's a little deeper, I think, in the MIAA than it is in the NSIC. So yeah, it's just so interesting for me to see like how they just they're kind of like the hockey team too, like where they just kind of yeah. they always find ways. They just cycle in new yeah. guys, and the new guys are ready to go, and they step up. Um, I just. Losing Werner and Peterson and all that, and yep. Denzer last year, I was worried about on the offensive side of things. But I mean, that looked like that was their strongest thing yesterday. They were just flying. I, it's it's a great point. I mean, Joey Werner was Player of the Year and the yep. All American player, and and but um, one of the things I was thinking about relative to uh, baseball is pitching staff and the depth we have pitching staff wise. I asked you to uh, look at the strikeouts. Do you look get a chance to look at strikeouts nationally? I, last I year? did actually. Um, we, I think I think I, I thought I saw somewhere that we were one of the top yeah. teams in the country last year in, in strikeouts. I think we were second in ERA. Um, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, you know, yesterday looking at the box score, our team had 15 strikeouts in 15 Ks, yeah. yeah Ultimate had 8 and 4 innings and Yep, and um, we uh, the bullpen didn't allow a run in 5 innings worth of work, yep. you know. So and <laughs> That's that's some pretty good uh, bullpen work right there, no doubt about that. Yep. Yeah, the Mavericks had the second best ERA in the na- in NCAA Division II last u- year at a three eleven mark, and uh, in forty nine games, uh, opponents batted two thirty five against the Mavericks. And let's just see, those are my old copy in the notes. There, my <laughs> apologies. Hey. I thought those are a final copy. I added the stuff you mentioned here. Yeah, um, we'll get tested down in in Florida. We have ten games and. In a week and a half, so that'll be interesting. Um, Here uh, we go. Mavericks led the nation in strikeout to walk ratio, um, 4.99. Uh, whip 113, and walks allowed per ni- innings at 211. They led the nation yeah. in all those categories. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't find total strikeouts for you there. What but the heck? I, I couldn't find total strikeouts anywhere, right. but all those all uh, right. That's good. Good stuff. Uh, staying along the lines of uh, bat and ball, we'll talk a little softball now. With uh, Mavericks are down in Florida for softball too. Uh, Burnsy six and three on the season, ranked seventeenth yep. in the country. And um, again, like the baseball team, I think we played ten games beginning yep. tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, yeah. yep. Yeah. Uh, got five doubleheaders over the course of uh, six days. Six days yep. coming up here. Uh, Start tomorrow, uh, bright and early. I think <laughs> it's like uh, nine a.m. Oh, or that's Eastern Standard yeah, Time. Yeah, so, so eight a.m. and like ten fifteen. Yeah. A.M. tomorrow yeah. against get uh, your coffee and pancakes and yeah. go <laughs> against uh, <laughs> Tiffin and um, Southern, uh, Southern Indiana and yeah. Southern Indiana always seems to be one of those teams we always line up against down there when we go down mm-hmm. on a, on this Florida trip and um, they're usually always one of the better teams. I mean, they're I believe we looked at the rankings. Nobody down there is ranked right no. now. That we, we have are the study. only ones currently. Yep, but. Um, you know the the Florida trip is usually always a very good litmus test as to how good this uh, softball team's going to do, and usually we always seem to get, you know, at least six, at least six wins if not more. Like in 2017, we went down there and we won all ten. In 2020, we went down there and won all ten. And unfortunately, right after we won our 
right before we won our ninth and tenth games down there in 2020. That's when the rest of the season got canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they were down had, there getting ready to play. Yeah, and we had started the yep. year 17 and three that year. So I mean, things were looking real promising that year before the, the rest of the season was canceled. But um, you know, it'll be good to see what the team can do down there. I mean. Uh, you got Maddie Newman right now kind of yeah. leading the way offensively oh, yeah. for us and everything like that. Yeah, her and Katie Bracken are really yeah. – <laughs> Maddie's putting them over the fence, and yep. when she's not doing that, driving in the runs, Katie Bracken's coming up and hitting the holes and driving in runs. Yeah, so. she, she's batting 400 right yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah. And, then she's, <laughs> yeah and then she's leading us in wins, so she's got three wins right now. She's and, got everything and, and going yeah, for her this year so far. She can do it all. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so and we, we saw her uh, pitch, I think, a couple games during yep. that uh, – or at least one one game during that one game, uh, and I had the dome tr- tournament. One or two games of relief that she came yes. in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's. Um, I think me and you were discussing that too. Like, who's going to be the next pitcher that's going to come in and you know be the complement to Mackenzie Ward? And mm-hmm. she's kind of rose to the challenge so far, and yep. with what she's done in the circle, and then bring. Like I'm not super baseball guy, but yeah. a pitcher that can go to to the plate and bat over 400 and yeah. drive in runs like she's doing, like holy heck, mm-hmm. that's that's a big positive for the yeah. team. So, yeah, see what happens. It's Ten games over six days here, gonna be a grind and see where we stand after this after this week. Yeah, PA, do you remember a pitcher, a softball pitcher, uh, batting like this uh, before? Because I, <clears throat> since I've been back since like 2013, I can't recall a pitcher getting this many at bats and actually having this level of success so far. No, in the year. So no, Kohler Reese could tell you that she uh, she <laughs> if she was only given a chance. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I remember right. her, her uh, last um, her last uh, home regular season home game. So we already had everything wrapped up, and I think she was a, she got to pinch hit. In the, in the last game. So she yeah. comes up to the batter circle, which is right in front of our press box. Yeah. I'm like, Coley's on deck? Yeah. Does nice. she even know how to swing a bat? <laughs> and uh, Coley turned around. She's like, yes, I do, Nick. Come on. <laughs> uh, Co- Coley, yep. uh, like most of the kids, right, uh, yep. was a really good all-around player. Yep. Uh, played high school tennis and was a really good basketball player, too, at Mankato East. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Coley could hit. Oh, yeah. Um, but... But we didn't need her to. <laughs> we didn't need her She played on and, and uh, uh, obviously best pitcher in the country. Yep. Um, so, uh, no, kinda, it is kind of unusual. Kind of like it. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It gives kinda you a like lot of it. options, you know, and everything yep. like that. So, you know, On the baseball side, um, you know, uh, under under Dean Boyer, um, we never had any pitchers hit. Occasionally, uh, there, was a, there was a guy named John Oberly. That's, one of my again, one of my favorite stories. And Connor and I were talking about uh, one of the team's uh, we're facing um, has got like forty guys in their program, but not enough uniforms so their numbers. And when it comes to doing stats, you know, geeks like us always freak out when because it, it it makes it difficult to do the stats with the way the computer mm-hmm. software works. But um, Boyer maintained he didn't have enough money in his budget for uniforms for everybody. And at that point, uh, we had a junior varsity baseball program with a hundred guys playing baseball back in the eighties uh, uh, with our our baseball program. And on the varsity part of it um, the way Dean was able to work it he had like I don't know let's say it was 30 30 guys but only 22 uniforms he had the pitchers switch because pitchers don't uh, play every game a starting yep. pitcher typically wouldn't so he'd have the pitcher switch numbers which drove me crazy yep. and this is pre-computer but it was uh, you always had to keep be, really be on your toes look at those numbers yeah. not not just what position they were playing but in our case yeah. well, who was wearing and, and at one point um, we're over at Franklin Rogers at the Frank when it was called the Frank and uh, it was like we were playing a comp. We used to play our games at the Frank 
Um, I remember sitting in that dinky little press box looking down there, <laughs> and there's a guy on deck late in the game swinging a bat. Yep. Didn't recognize him. The number was not that guy. I could, yeah. on the roster, I go, who is that guy? So, I don't know, <laughs> we used to, you know, I'd either yell from the press box yeah. to the coaching staff, hey, who's who's on deck? Or, or I'd actually go down there and ask who's on deck, and it was John Oberly. And Oberly yeah. Man- was a Mankato kid, played at uh, Loyola uh, with Matt Hafner. Hafner was the catcher on that team, but o- o- Oberly was a pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, but a good athlete, and he could hit, and we needed a, a left-handed bat. And so he told, he'd pitched like the day before. Right, yep. and, and so he would put on put on number eighteen or whatever it was. So, which wasn't his number that he typically wore, somebody else's number. And he goes he goes in and, and pitch hit. Um, but nowadays, under uh, Matt Moggers, Matt's okay with having position players also pitch. It's a, we're in a much different era. Alter Matt's uh, probably one of the all time uh, great examples of yep. guys who do that for us. But we have other pitchers who uh, guys who pitched and uh, played uh, in the field for us or DH'd. Kevin Dixon's another one. Kevin Dixon, I've talked about Kevin Dixon before, who was drafted by the Cleveland Indians uh, 15 years ago. A uh, kid from Burnsville, a big right-handed pitcher, drafted as a pitcher, but he also DH and played first base for us. Hit the longest home run I've ever seen hit at our ballpark here on campus. Hit it over the batter's eye, which is <laughs> at, at, at our park here on campus, Dean Boyer Field. Yep. And uh, Dixon had a, a nice, made it to double A before he uh, hung it up. But... Um, Softball's a little different. Uh, 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 yeah, it's highly unusual yep. for, st- for us to have a pitcher that mm-hmm. also hits yep. in softball. Um, so we talked about baseball. We talked about softball. Talked about wrestling. Uh, we talk continue on with our spring sports here with a little bit with uh, men's golf, resuming their schedule this weekend. Uh, Embry Embry Riddle Aeronautical University Spring Invitation down in Prescott, Arizona. So they're down in Arizona. Um, our women's golf team. Uh, plays next week, I believe, and our tennis team, our women's tennis team, is making a swing through Nebraska, Nebraska and Missouri, I think, during spring break, right? Yep, uh, they're going to be facing Hastings College in Hastings, Nebraska, on Sunday, and then Nebraska Kearney on uh, Monday, uh, 3 p.m. there, and then uh, a couple days later, they'll uh, head over to St. Joseph, Missouri, and Maryville to take yeah. on Mo West and Northwest Missouri. Yeah, so ten and four, four and two for the tennis team. Yep, uh, near the near the top of the conference standings right now. Augustana still, of course, is uh, on top of uh, those comp- on top of the conference standings. But um, you know, we're right there with the rest of them, so we got a chance to finish pretty high this year and hopefully uh, get to that NSIC tournament. And hey, never know. Yeah. No. Men's women's golf sort of in the same boat. Uh, ben Laffin is a senior from Sleepy Eye, average seventy one point two in the fall. That's pretty good. Yeah, about yeah. five strokes better than anybody else on the team. And yeah. Ben Ben will challenge for the NSIC individual title. We yep. could we could be a be contenders for the uh, conference team championship. Um, ben was three time NSIC golfer of the week. Not that we keep track of that stuff, but we do. <laughs> of course not. Back in back in the fall and uh, um um. So uh, our spring sports uh, again, and it's uh, I should mention, of course, spring break starts this weekend. Uh, so um, yeah, that's that's how we get away with sending the, our teams down south. So that's kind of a cool thing for yep for them. Spring break down in Florida. Spring break in Florida or Arizona, not too shabby. Nope, as Jordan says, not too, yeah. sh- not too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> um, men's hockey. One team that is home this weekend is uh, men's hockey. The Mavericks ranked number one in the country six straight weeks. 31 wins, hosting St. Thomas in the first round of the CCHA playoffs. Um, best of three series, correct? Best two out of three this weekend. 
Um, game three Sunday if necessary. Single game, semifinal next weekend in the uh, conference championship, postseason tournament championship the week after that. So okay. potentially another four or five games here in Mankato, potentially. Yep. Uh, Mavericks with 31 wins. Uh, also with 31 wins, Dryden McKay, the senior goaltender. Dryden named um, HCA National Goaltender of the Month. Third time for him, or second time this year that he's won that. He's been in a, he's been CCHA goaltender of the month three times. Uh, another outstanding year. 31 wins, 106 for his career, ranked third all time in NCAA. Um, good to have uh, Nathan Smith back. Good to have Mike Hastings back from the Olympics. Uh, Smitty with three points last weekend in that road sweep at Michigan Tech. Mavericks have won their last 11, have won 20 of their last 21. Uh, prohibitive favorites in the series against St. Thomas and Mavericks 4-0 against St. Thomas this year, including a, a real nice uh, 7-1 win over the Tommies at um, Blakesley in Hockey Day, Minnesota right. back on January 22nd. So um, um, good luck to the Mavericks this weekend down at Verizon 707. Uh, Verizon. <laughs> I could have said uh, a the couple clinic. of... The all, clinic. All, all, all the clinic. Civic Center. Yeah. Every time now I say yeah, it. Yeah. I could have called the clinic. The clinic, yeah. <laughs> 707 tonight, uh, 607 tomorrow, and then 507 on Sunday if we do get as far as Sunday. Hopefully it's it's uh, just a Friday, Saturday. Hockey's a crazy game. You never know. You never know. Hey, how was that uh, wild game the other night that you went to, uh, Connor? What? <laughs> Flames? <laughs> Flames come to town and That's what happened? Uh, but on the other hand, but what happened last night? Oh, yeah, there we go. Night. There we go. See what you do. You see what I did there? Yep. You, you knock them down a little bit and then you bring them back up. Build, build them back up. Build them back up. <laughs> and Hartman maybe scored. Ha- and maybe have time for a little lunch. <laughs> and then have some lunch. Yeah. 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 Hartman broke his streak. Two goals last night. Had he, had he not scored in a while? Yeah, it was like 15 games. He's had one goal Ooh. in 15 games. Well, or something that's not like good. Boldy's been pretty good, though, right? Yeah. Boldy's been really good. Mm. But Hartman's their scorer on that Kaprizov and Zuccarello line, so. Cause same breakthrough. Cause for concern from what I've seen. Cam Talbot. Yeah, I will. Agree. Cap and it's not just Cam Talbot. It's Cap and they just haven't gotten the goaltending. Yeah. That they they want. Excuse me. That they have to have in order to be able to maybe have this lengthy postseason run. I mean, it, they've been pretty good all year. So it's one of those things. It's a long season, and hopefully they get it back here before the end of the. End Question of the for UPA. No. Do you think they make a trade deadline move? Big splash. It's tough. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I, I think there's a couple things there um, why they wouldn't. I, I think uh, there's a, Bill Guerin uh, has got his thumb on the pulse of that team, and I think one of the things that has been driving them all along is that um, you can sense that the culture of that team is that the guys kind of like each other, and I think that's one of the reasons and why teams are successful is that there's this the deal. So you're either going to have to bring somebody in into the mix um, you're not going to make, uh, to me, it's unlikely they would, if you're going to make a splash, obviously it wouldn't be for a bottom six guy. Yeah. It'd have to be like Claude Giroux is a name that's been thrown out there and he's a top six guy. So if you're going to be a guy like Claude Giroux, my question I would have is, I mean, he can fit in on any top six in the, in the NHL, but where do you put him? Cause if you do that, you got your top line, which has been so good all, all year. It's just been the same, almost the same three guys on that top line. So throw him in on the second. I, I don't know. I think. And then there's a steep price to pay that you do if you are going to bring in Claude Giroux, who's going to be who's a pending free agent. So which means uh, you roll the dice that maybe you can sign him. Um, goaltending wise, uh, 
I just don't see them. Given Cam Talbot's body of work over the course of the season, has been pretty good. I would say that, um, and I don't know who who would be available um, that's going to supplant uh, Cam Talbot. Maybe Mark Andre Fleury, somebody like that. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think the price would be pretty high for a guy like Mark Andre Fleury. There's a couple other teams that would be in the mix for a goaltender right now. Edmonton's <coughs> one of them. So I, I, I don't know. I just. Do you think that they would? Try uh, to get somebody, or what? from everything I've read, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I mean, having a guy like Drew would be really nice, but it really does mess with the feng shui of everything. And I'm like, I think about it, you're not going to touch the first line, and then you have Joel Erickson Eck on the second line, who's not um, really a second line, second line. Yeah, but guys, then I also wouldn't say, yeah, is he know. a second line guy? I, I don't know. Like maybe he's been playing the right situation well here, yeah. but like I'd I like would him. argue for it, and then I wouldn't say he's a top line. For sure, but I, that second line, then. But I mean, then you still throw if you throw Giroux in there. Like, how does that mess with everything else? And I don't know. It's touchy. I'm not one that's always like. We'll, we'll, I mean, the thing about the Wild all along is people have said you need a uh, you need a number one center. That's what you need, so you yeah. can take advantage of Fiala and um, Kaprizov and what they can do. Well, Zuccarello seems to be. Um, the guy, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I just, to me, it's unlikely that they would. Kind of like the guys that they have. They, you know, they're just, you're starting to get guys back now. Um, Spurgeon's been back and he contributed. There was a good, a decent win last night. A win that they should have. Uh, Philadelphia's not all that great. Yeah. Um, that was on the road, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's a good win for them, and they had to come by, and, but they're still struggling. They had to come back four times. Yeah. They're down by a goal and four times. Too. Yeah, and to, to get that win, so it's still not still not where they need to be, I don't think. But we'll see. We still got to get through the rest of the regular season before the playoffs start. But um, you know, it wasn't long ago that people were saying Minnesota looks like a Stanley Cup contender. You know, yeah. when things were going good, and that's typical. But you got to live in the moment, man. Mm-hmm. It's what you got to do. Um, not telling you what to do, <laughs> but advising. Yes, but if I were you. That's what I would do. <laughs> Let's see what else we have to do. Women's basketball waiting to see what happens on Sunday with the selection show. Yep. The Mavericks didn't have the season end the way they wanted it to, but ran into a really good team at Minnesota Duluth, the team that ended up winning yep. the conference postseason tournament to get that auto bid, uh, Jordan. But uh, looking forward to the postseason now for women's basketball. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what me and Bernsey have looked at and discussed, I think the the needle is definitely leaning to them getting selected this Sunday. Fingers crossed, hopefully. You take eight? Um, yeah. Eight for the region? Eight for the region. We're seventh. We're, in seven. the, we're, we're seventh. Yeah. Okay, we should be okay. Yeah. Be. So, I mean, there would have to be some really crazy things to happen in other conference tournaments that yep. finish up today and tomorrow. But it's looking like we'll be selected and okay. see where we fall in the tournament. And oh, well, excited. one game at a time. Then. Excited. They've had a great year. Yeah. Um, wrap it up with uh, women's hockey. The Mavericks uh, uh, so close to uh, advancing to the uh, – the final four in the uh, WCHA women's tournament um, miss out on uh, losing in overtime in a best two out of three series in that third game versus Minnesota Duluth. Uh, Todd Maluski did a, uh, a pretty cool thing with uh, some uh, handing out some awards uh, when he took a survey of uh, WCHA teams. Right, we had, yeah. we, had a couple, we had a couple kids emerge as award winners through the Todd Maluski yeah. awards. Right, yeah. So he did a survey. He actually. Um reached out to all the players in the WCHA and had them vote for um, 
certain player awards like uh, best overall player, best forward, best defender, um, best goaltender. Um, and then he did a couple kind of auxiliary awards, um, such as most gritty player and uh, most underrated player. And uh, your Mavericks, uh, most underrated player uh, was voted in by the players in the WCHA, Britton Fleming, uh, senior forward. In the Oregon, entire Wisconsin. league. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, miss, most gritty player, um, your girl, Kennedy Bobbick yeah. from Regina, Saskatchewan. Absolutely. Um, in the entire league. Yeah. Uh, of course, both those kids had outstanding years. Uh, uh, Britain concludes her career as her all-time leading scorer. Yep, she set a school record for points. Points in a season. single season points. Yep. Assists in a career. Yep, assists in a played. career. What's that? Games played. Yeah, yeah. Wrote her name all over the record book. Yeah. Came into the <laughs> office, said, "Let me see the record book. I'm going <laughs> to change <laughs> things up." Yeah. And then Kennedy Bobick, all five two of her. Yep, she set career highs and yeah. I think goals, assists, and points by, yeah. like, landslide. Yeah. Uh, just bombing around there. Yeah. 5-1 on, on, skater. This was, uh, yeah, this was 5-1. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, SID is always round up. 5-2. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but she's probably 5-1. Oh. I don't know if she's even 5-1. She's the most gritty player. She so. might be, yeah. Well, deserve, well, the thing about Size. Kennedy, uh, Kennedy's a great skater. Uh, really took a step this year offensively. She's always been... Uh, the kind of kid that uh, you know played special teams and and mm-hmm. uh, counter uh, on a face off in your own zone to do what she was supposed to do uh, defensively responsibly and um, son of a former college or daughter of a former uh, college hockey player Brent Bobbick played at North Dakota for a while and uh, had a pro career um, and uh, uh, will go to the gritty areas in the offensive zone Kennedy will go to the front of the net. And uh, despite her size, yeah, she's she's tenacious. tenacious. Like her as a player. Um, uh, that's on top of uh, the actual WCHA awards in which Charlotte Akervik was named second, yep. second team. And um, um, in any any event, looking forward to uh, what's what's in store for the Mavericks next year as well. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so uh, hope you guys enjoy your spring break and uh, uh, opportunity for you guys to work on your tan, maybe a little bit. <laughs> really sit in a hot tub. Ten at the rink. Ten at the rink. The clinic. We do. We do have men's hockey uh, at home this weekend. Hopefully, we, uh, yeah. we have some nice crowds down there. All right. Thanks, everybody. Another edition of uh, Maverick Magazine in the books. MSUMavericks.com at Men's State Athletics. It's great to be a Maverick.